It's the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, live from Methuen Community Studios. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming live from Methuen Community Studios. If you have a take or a comment, Feel free to call in by dialing 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. Happening in the last week of sports, what was the on-fire Boston Red Sox got stopped to a halt after Game 3 of the ALCS, losing Games 4, 5, and 6 to ultimately lose the series uh, 3-2 to and be eliminated by the Houston Astros. As far as the NFL, LCS is concerned. The Dodgers also made a run after going down 2-0 against the Braves, winning Game 3, losing Game 4, and then winning Game 5 to go back to Atlanta to tie the series up 2-2, but would end up losing Game 6 as well to be eliminated from the playoffs. So with that, we have our World Series date all set up. It's going to be the Atlanta Braves versus the Houston Astros. The series will start tomorrow night in Houston with Games 1 and 2, Tuesday and Wednesday, and then go to Atlanta for games three and four Friday and Saturday and if needed a game five Sunday games six and seven have not been set in stone yet but will most likely be back in Houston next Tuesday and Wednesday if needed. The NBA started their season last week, and the Boston Celtics started off their season with a long game, going into double overtime, losing 138-134 against the New York Knicks. They also lost Friday night against the Toronto Raptors, 115-83. A win would eventually come, though, getting their first win of the season Sunday, 107-97 against the Houston Rockets. Rockets. They'll take on the Charlotte Hornets tonight in Charlotte and then go home Wednesday to play the Washington Wizards before they go to Washington to play the Wizards again Saturday at 5 o'clock. And then we'll play the Chicago Bulls at home next Monday. As far as the NHL is concerned, the Bruins started uh, last Saturday as well, beating the Dallas Stars 3-1, to but then lost to the Philadelphia Flyers Wednesday night 6-3 to and then got back on the winning train, beating the Buffalo Sabres Friday night 4-1 to and the San Jose Sharks yesterday, four to three. They will play the Florida uh, Panthers Wednesday night in Florida. The Carolina Hurricanes Thursday night in North Carolina, and then we'll play the Panthers again Saturday at home. And then we'll have five days off, not playing until next Thursday. Moving on to the NFL and Monday Night Football last week. The Tennessee Titans upset the Buffalo Bills 34-31. On Thursday Night Football, the Cleveland Browns beat the Denver Broncos 17-14. The New England Patriots got their first win at home of the season, walking all over the New York Jets yesterday afternoon to a 54-13 win. They will play the Los Angeles Chargers in L.A. on Sunday. Other scores around the NFL yesterday, the Kansas City Chiefs got crushed by the Tennessee Titans 27-3. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady also crushed the Chicago Bears uh, 38-3. Tonight on Monday Night Football, it will be the New Orleans Saints versus the Seattle Seahawks. On Thursday Night Football this week, it will be the Arizona Cardinals versus the Green Bay Packers. Other news happening around the NFL, Cam Newton's chances of being signed have increased after he has gotten vaccinated for COVID-19. There are also now talks about a three-way trade between the Houston Texans, Carolina Panthers, and the Miami Dolphins, all revolving around Houston quarterback Deshaun Watson, who came out uh, recently, and uh, I'm paraphrasing, but said that he would be interested in going um, to other teams as he is in uh, full control uh, with the no-trade clause. Uh, another quarterback position also just opened up after Jets quarterback Zach Wilson got injured in yesterday's game against the Patriots, who is expected to be out two to four weeks. Moving into some college sports, the Merrimack men's hockey team beat BU Friday night at Merrimack 3-2 to and then lost to BU there Saturday night 8-6. to They'll play UMass Amherst Friday night at Merrimack and then will travel to UMass uh, Saturday night for game two of the series. In college football scores, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish 
beat the USC Trojans football 31 to 16. Clemson lost against Pitt 27 to 17. Alabama walked all over Tennessee to a 52-24 win. Merrimack College Football will take on Central Connecticut State this Saturday at 1 o'clock after coming off of a uh, bye week this past week. So there you have it, uh, my opening uh, remarks here on this Monday, last Monday uh, here in October. Uh, So if you want to call in, 978-301-6877. The phone lines are open, 978 3016877. In the meantime, let's rewind back uh, to the Red Sox series and how they ultimately just uh, absolutely choked. Uh, you know, af- after uh, after Game Three, I was uh, you know I was fortunate enough to uh, to go to uh, to go to Game Three at Fenway. My uh, great brother uh, got me tickets for my birthday, and uh, that was that was a great game. I you know I I felt positive after that game. I thought. You know, you heard me uh, last Monday night, everyone. I said socks and uh, socks and f- uh, six. Sorry, socks and six or socks and socks and five. Bad memory. Socks and five. Socks and five. I didn't think they were going to have to go back to Houston. In fact, I said rip their tickets up because they're not going to have to. Um, but they did, and well, <laughs> Boston's their final destination. With that, let's go to somebody who has been negative the second half of the season uh, towards the Boston Red Sox. They kind of turned his thinking now in the playoffs the last month or so because they've been playing so good. But ultimately, uh, came down to what this man has been saying all along, that the Red Sox just choke. So here he is, Mr. Positively Negative Ray from Methuen. Ray, what's going on? Listen. I have always said to you, I am the voice of reason. I'm trying to give you credit here. I'm trying to give you credit. The voice of reason. You know, things are as they are. You know, uh, who was it? Uh, Bill Parcell said, you are what you are. And when he was referring to the Patriots, well, I refer that to the Red Sox. The Red Sox were what they were. They were a team that could hit a ton and then all of a sudden go as cold as the Atlantic Ocean is today. They wow. just couldn't do anything. I was out at a high school football game on Friday. I came home. To, to watch the game, and all of a sudden, the Red Sox are up, and there's a double. And the announcer says, that's the first hit of the game for the Red Sox. Sixth inning. They just couldn't hit that game. They ended up with two hits. Wonderful. And they got shut out 5 nothing, and picked up their golf clubs, and now they're somewhere uh, in Warm. Some- Warm, sunny, yeah, warm, sunny climb, and uh, hitting a golf ball as opposed to hitting uh, a baseball. But, you know, they gave us a good ride. I have to admit that. They they really did give us a good ride, and I'm going to say that I uh, honestly uh, was back on the, on the bandwagon. So it was exciting. It was a, it, an exciting time for us. They gave us some hope, but Nope, we're not going to be cheering them on for the World Series. The thing with the World Series, uh, you know, you have Atlanta and and Houston. And while I would cheer for for the Atlanta Braves, I really don't want to. I guess I guess it's a, it's a thing that I don't want to cheer for either of the teams because of what. Uh, Major League Baseball did to the Braves in July, taking the All-Star game away from them. It was a bogus thing that they did. Uh, you know, their their viewership tanked as far as the All-Star game is concerned. Uh, and I don't want viewership, my viewership, to uh, count into who watches the the World Series. I guess I'll be cheering for... I'll be cheering for Atlanta, but uh, 
you know, because that, that city needs something to, to cheer about. But uh, other than that, uh, I'm not going to be that interested in Major League Baseball and the World Series. Well, I don't think, you know, I think this is the worst case scenario for, for Major League Baseball. Uh, they have the two, I'm not going to say least like teams, but they're not very popular. You know, I think the ideal series would have been uh, Red Sox-Dodgers. You know, and it would have been, and it would have been okay if it was, you know, something, you know, along the lines of at least having, you know, Red Sox, Braves, or having, uh, you know, Dodgers, Houston. Uh, but this combination of Atlanta, Houston, it's just not, it's just not appealing. It's just not interesting. I don't know if I'll watch a game. Um, you know, it just, I don't know. It goes back. To the conversation of is ba- you know there's a big question is baseball dead is it dead no but it's losing interest in the fact that you're gonna have you know a big game a big series the World Series on the line here and not a lot of people interested in it well I mean that tells you something that tells you something. Oh, you're right about that. Of course, you can you can uh, just read the storylines. If in fact the Dodgers and the Yankees were were in the series, uh, all the hype would have been going back to when the Dodgers uh, played in Brooklyn, uh, New York. So you know, here we go. They're reviving the uh, the Subway Series between the. Uh, the teams that that are in New York or at one time were in New York. Same thing would occur if Boston and Atlanta, if the if the Red Sox and the and the Braves, because of how the Braves played right here in Boston way back when. Now I'm going into the way back machine, but uh, but that that would have been a storyline. Bring back the nostalgia back to the game. But there is no nostalgia in the game anymore. There are no uh, some of the heated rival. What are the heated rivalries? The Red Sox and Yankees, and now it's the Red Sox and Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay doesn't even have a fan base. Most of the fans that go uh, go into Tampa Bay, they're they're uh, Red Sox uh, fans. You know, you can so, also bring in you can also bring in Houston Astros because of the cheating scandal too. Well, you can bring that in. I guess there was a little of that, uh, a few cheers or, or whatever, some reminders uh, when the Astros came in, <clears throat> into Fenway Park. But, you know, that that's something that, that's uh, by the boards. Uh, you know, and let's face it, uh, Alex Cora, who was part of that uh, Houston team at the time, you know, he, he's with the Red Sox now. So uh, I, I don't look at it. That the cheating scandal uh, had had much to do with it, and I don't I don't think I I think the bigger rivalry is that Alex Cora is the manager of the Red Sox and he's competing against the Houston, but that's how it that's how it is. Now going back going on to the Patriots, uh, you know thank thank God they finally won that game uh, yesterday and and they. They won it in such convincing fashion, but yet you listen to uh, the Boston Boston radio talk show people, and they're uh, you know they're they're playing it down. Uh, they're actually bad mouthing Belichick and the uh, Patriots for running up the score yesterday. They knew they had the their knee on the throat of uh, of the Jets, but yet they kept on uh, throwing the ball and throwing for. Uh, for uh, touchdowns, they you know, so. you know the Patriots needed that though. The Patriots needed that. They they hadn't had uh, a win at home yet. They haven't had they have they haven't had two consecutive wins. Correct. That's correct. So you know these wins are are, are coming spaced out. You know here we are week seven and, and they're three and four. You're right. Uh, I think it was a big deal that that they beat. 
that they beat the Jets. Um, you know, people say, "Oh, well, you know, the Jets are the Jets aren't that good of a team," and and they're not. They're not that good of a team. Uh, but it well, was a when good their, uh, quarterback went down. When Wilford right. went down, I mean, you know, that was that was it. That was devastating to them. Yeah. Um, so it was a good motivational kick, I'll say. Uh, but you know, I I think they needed that win. And you know, I I heard something today. I think the uh, Patriots have beaten the Chargers the last seven times that they have met, and here they are going to play them uh, this weekend out in L.A. So well, it's possible. Listen. It's possible that they'll beat them. So we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, the Chargers are coming off of a bye week. Not too much momentum. A lot of rest. Not too much momentum, though. Patriots are coming off of a big win at home. So, you know, I, I'd say I'd say the momentum is definitely in the Patriots' favor. Well, I would hope so uh, because the Patriots have to carry this over. They can't. Uh, they can't just simply uh, say, "Well, we won last week." They can't do that. It it, it has to be. It has to be continuous, and they have to continue to uh, succeed. And on the on the road is where they're going to have to do it. They can't. They cannot. Uh, just simply uh, win at home. Number one, they haven't been doing it. And number two, they have to carry it over. If, in fact, we as Patriot fans want to be able to uh, see see them in the postseason. You know, will they get into the wild card? A lot of people are saying no. They're not going to even make the wild card. I don't particularly... uh, think that way well the Patriots are in second place right now behind the Bills yeah there's still a long way to go well I I, I know that but I think you know I think uh, historically uh, the Patriots have gotten better as the season has gone on and progressed and here we are uh, you know almost halfway through the season and well, yeah, and you know, and they and they might be able to. I understand that, but they might be able to get a some momentum going. Okay, if they if they you know they they beat this Jets team, if they beat the Chargers, I think they might get something going. I think they might get something going. Who's to well, say they're not going to go? Have, who's 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 to say they're not going to go thirteen and four? <laughs> well, that's uh, that's stretching it when you have to take a. Look to see that the, they haven't played Buffalo yet. There's two games uh, against Buffalo uh, on the well, not not so much in, on the horizon. We're talking about in December, so that's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting uh, to see what happens there. They also have to play the Titans. Uh, Tennessee. It seems that uh, Vrabel, in the past year or two, has had the uh, the Patriots number so that's going to be interesting to, to see what happens uh, you know after the charges they have the Panthers Carolina right now Carolina is, is in disarray and uh, how fun and fact, how fun would it be if Cam Newton went to the Panthers or uh, or Deshaun Watson possibly going to the Panthers well they're talking uh, more probably Deshaun Watson yeah. right now right yeah so so, and he's the type of a, a quarterback that gives the Patriots fits. And I'm still and and uh, Jackson went down, and he's uh, going to have uh, season-ending in, surgery this week. So there goes uh, there go another key member of their uh, defense. You know, their defense is hurting. So, yeah, th- no, their defense is hurting. Their defense is is not that good. Right, and uh, uh, what's his name also got hurt in the game. Uh, the safety, uh, Jones. No, not Jones. Uh, Jones is out for the rest of the season. I don't know if that's what you just said. Jones is out for the rest of the season, yeah. though. Yeah. Oh, I said Jackson, but it's Jones. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. All right. Well, thanks no, for calling. McCordy got McCordy got hurt uh, in the game yesterday. Now, did he come back? I don't know, to be honest with you. I have no idea.
I have no okay, idea. Okay, good talking. Good talking to you, Harrison. And uh, you know, we, we keep our fingers crossed. We'll, we'll cheer for the for the Patriots. Uh, listen, I've been a a long time a supporter of the Patriots uh, for years and years and years. And and it's not like the Patriots are the Red Sox. The Patriots give you everything that they have, and the Red Sox have been the Red Sox. All right, I'll leave it at that. Thanks for calling in, Ray. All right, so there's uh, Ray uh, from Methuen there. We call him Mr. Positively Negative uh, Ray from Methuen. Anyways, uh, if you want to call in, 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. I can talk about the Patriots, Red Sox, Celtics, or Bruins. Uh, you know, we'll we'll wrap up the Red Sox. This this will be the last uh, last show we're talking about them, and then uh, and then it'll be the uh, well the th- the two winter sports and in, uh, in in the in the uh, Bruins and Celtics, and then we'll talk. Uh, we'll obviously talk about the Patriots uh, for a while out too. Um, you know, just you know, I touched touched a little bit. Uh, you know, on the Red Sox having that disappointing. Uh, end to the season. I mean, you know, they they lost the first game against uh, against Houston in the series. Then they won the second, and then they won the third. And I thought there was no stopping them after that. Uh, so with that, let's go to Roger in Salem. Roger, what's going on? Hey, there's always next year for the Red Sox. So here we go. Oh boy! All right. Keep, are we going to keep Schwaber? Or is Martinez going to opt out? I don't think he could keep both of them. The other big question is uh, Erod. What are you going to do with Erod? You going to pay him? I, I don't know. You're out. You are. You're. I'm telling you. I. I wasn't expecting these questions coming out of the gate today. Season just ended. <laughs> Caught me off guard. Uh, but it's something We're to think to about. Next year. It's something to think about. We're on to next year. I. Yep. Listen, I, I think we I think we have to figure something out. I think we need to get a first baseman. I can tell you that. That's for sure. Um, yeah. You know, and and I think we have to definitely, you know, figure out the pitching. So I think we have to see, you know, what's available, who's available, um, and and just to reassess and and see, you know, where we can get these guys, where we where we can stack the positions and, you know, improve our positions. Um, and you know, if we can't improve that position, then, then we go to the next position. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, you're right. We're, you know, we're on to the next season. The season's over. Uh, it's obviously early, you know, the, 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 the league isn't even, you know, over yet. The world series starts up this week. Um, but yeah, definitely some interesting questions about who the Red Sox should keep, who they will keep and who they should get rid of. Well, there is a thought out there that Bogarts gets moved to third, Dever, Devers gets moved to first, so that solves your first base uh, issue. Yep. I would hope he would be uh, much better defensively over at first base. And the thinking is Bogarts uh, over to third. His range really isn't that great. Um, you know, the, the infield defense for the Red Sox last year was really bad. So, I mean... It, there's all you're right. There's all kinds of speculation and thoughts and and what have you. But um, as far as uh, Erod, uh, I guess they're talking about him uh, being a a bargain at eighteen point five million. Ugh, I don't know. I don't know. It's but it's anyway, it's it's uh, it's it's out of control. That. It's out of control. The yeah. money. The money's out of control. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know. So you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's it's interesting. Absolutely, it's interesting. And I hear that they're gonna they're gonna resign or rather bring back Bonds, but they're gonna make him take August off because <laughs> he's so terrible. Yeah, August. I know. I, uh, I I don't know. It's a mess. They have to figure something out. That's for sure. Well, I wanted to get that in there because you're you're saying now you're not gonna talk Red Sox ever again. Until next season. <laughs> well, listen, that was a good, that was a great take. I'll have to give it to you. You caught me off guard. Uh, I wasn't even <laughs> thinking of talking about next season for the Red Sox and uh, and you know who they should keep, who who they should get rid of. 
who they yeah. will keep, who they'll have next year. It's an interesting topic to, you know, it's it's something interesting to talk about, so I appreciate you bringing that up. Well, with the Red Sox, you always have to think about next year. I so guess I guess I'll so. I'll leave you with that, Harrison. All right, sounds good. Thanks for calling in. All right, take care. All right, so there's uh, Roger from Salem there, and he brings up a great point. Who do you want to uh, see the Red Sox keep? Who do you want to see the Red Sox get rid of? You can call in and give me your take, 978-301-6877, 978-301-6877. You're listening to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. Alrighty, so we have about a uh, little more than 30 minutes here left on the show here on this uh, rainy, uh, raw uh, Monday. It seems like it's going to be an awful week. Um, you know, something to think about is is maybe the Red Sox are lucky that uh, that they're not in the World Series. I mean, how about the weather conditions uh, that, that there would have been uh, tomorrow night and Wednesday night here in Boston? Uh, for games one and two. Because I don't know if you knew this, but if the Red Sox did, whoever was coming out of the ALCS was going to have home field uh, advantage. Or I, I, I believe so. I don't know if I said that right. Um, I think I think that's right, though. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, you know, something to think about is the is the weather. Uh, Boston in this New England area is going to have bad weather this week. Rainy, high winds, possible two uh, nor'easters. Um, but it's a good. It's it's very rare we hear about these nor'easters that don't involve uh, any snow. For the first time, I think, or you know, that you really are hearing about it all amped up. It doesn't have any snow involved. All rain. Four to six inches of rain possible tomorrow. High winds up to 50 miles per hour. So uh, stay safe. And uh, there's your weather uh, weather report there uh, brought to you by Harrison. Uh, anyways, uh, again, have about little, a little more than 30 minutes left here on the show. You can call in 978-301-6877. Uh, you can give me your take. We can talk Red Sox, Patriots, uh, Bruins, or Celtics, or anything else uh, that you would like to talk about, we can talk about. Um, looking ahead for the Patriots, though, and, and just summarizing uh, last week's uh, week's game yesterday, I thought a lot of positives came out of it. Obviously, the Jets are not that good of a team, and you know we sh- we should have beaten them like that, right? Um, but I feel like it was the first time that the Patriots beat somebody how they how they should have, if you will, you know. Um, when they were out there in New York, they beat them 25 to six. And then this past week they beat them 54 to 13. So, you know, two big wins there, um, for the Patriots. Unfortunately though, it's the Patriots. It's two out of three of the Patriots wins. And that other third one is the Texans 25 to 22, which was a a much closer game than it should have been. So, but anyways, lots of positives coming out of uh, la- uh, yesterday's game uh, for the Patriots. I thought Mac Jones, I thought he looked really good. I thought our running game looked really good. I think Damian Harris probably had the best game of his season, uh, of the season so far. I thought Damian Harris looked really good. Um, I, I think everybody looked looked really good. Besides, you know, something to talk about is the defense. Did the, how good did the defense actually look? Did they improve from the week before? And a lot of people say, no, they didn't improve from the week before. And then the same defense uh, that, you know, that we've seen. So, you know, it's funny because I always want to go back to this Buccaneers game and talk about how our defense shut down Tom Brady. Tom Brady didn't throw one touchdown. So, I mean, the fact that we that we did that, I, I think it shows how good our defense can be. The problem is is that we're not playing up to that expectation, up to how good we can be. You know, it's like some of these guys want to take a week off and 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 go easy or something like that. I don't know. But, you know, if we played, if our defense played as good as we played against the Buccaneers, we'd be talking a whole different situation right now. Whole different situation. Um, and I really hope I really hope we can turn things around defensively wise 
and yearly-wise. We're three and four, you know? We have a losing record right now. You don't want, you know, you don't want that. So I think, you know, this this past week's win against the against the Jets, 54-13 at home, getting the first win at home, I thought that was big. And I think that's going to be big uh, for momentum going to L.A., playing the Chargers this weekend. Uh, 4.05 game uh, here Eastern time, but 1 o'clock game in L.A., so that you know, that should be that should be a good game. Like I said earlier in the show, I think I uh, I think this is right. I, I heard something like you know the the Patriots have beaten the Chargers the last uh, seven seven times that they've met. So you know the favors obviously in our court. Um, and another thing to talk about is the Chargers are coming off of a bye week. Uh, Patriots are not. Patriots are coming off of a big win against the Jets. Je- uh, the Chargers are just. You know, they, they're coming off of a lot of rest. How good, you know, how good can that be? Who do you give the advantage to? Do you give the advantage to a team that is now, you know, probably on their high horses coming off of a big win against the Jets at home, 54-13? Or do you give it to a team that is coming off of, you know, around two weeks of rest or, you know, at least a week um, of, of rest, um, you know, having the bye week not having to play last week you know who do you give that to or do you say oh the Chargers had too much time you know it doesn't help them because they've been off so they have to get back into the swing of things I don't know it's that's a tough interesting question uh you know who you give the advantage to the Chargers or do you give them to the Patriots the team coming off of a bye week or the team coming off of a big win at home I don't know I'd like to think that that um it is in uh, the Patriots' field that they have the advantage coming in, more motivation, um, and and they have the advantage. Uh, you know, looking past the Chargers game, the Patriots, you know, the Patriots should win should win against the Panthers in North Carolina, and then um, you know, uh, as far as the Browns are concerned, that can go either way. But I think if you tell me that you know the Patriots just beat the Jets, they beat the Chargers, they beat the the Panthers, I think they'll beat the Browns. Um, what the two games that concern me are the Titans game and the Bills game. Titans games here in uh, here in Foxborough, Bills games in uh, you know in Buffalo. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this how this all plays out. I think, but I think they have to set their destiny, if you will, now. Okay, so if they can if they can beat the Chargers. This week, I think that's big for them, and and we're looking forward. We're looking forward, and we're looking in good shape. I think, and, and at least in my opinion, um, that's how you know. That's how that's how I think. Um, you know. However, another another thing you have to think about with this Chargers game uh, that I haven't brought up is um, Patriots have to go across the country. So. You know, traveling, uh, time change, three hours, you know, all that stuff. Uh, you know, I don't know. So we'll, we'll see what happens. It, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, like I said, who has this edge? Who has the edge going into the game? Or is it pretty even? So we'll see what happens. We'll have to wait until Sunday to uh, to find that out, and, uh, and we'll go from there. So uh, again, if you want to call in 978-301-6877, that's 978-301-6877. You're listening to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Athune Community Studios. Talked Red Sox, talked Celtics, uh, or excuse me, talked Red Sox, talked Patriots. Now let's talk a little Celtics, shall we? Um, some... Uh, some, you know, I, I guess, you know, positive things, at least for the Celtics, is that uh, they got that they got that win uh, yesterday uh, against the Rockets, and then they'll play the, you know, they're playing the Hornets tonight. What isn't too appealing is that they're coming off of two losses, though, um, you know, to start the season off. They started that season off 0-2. Uh, losing in double over- overtime uh, against the Knicks, one thirty-eight to one thirty-four. I mean, the first game of the year, and you go double OT. I mean, come on. 
So that, you know, that's a long game. And then, you know, getting going again uh, to play the Raptors uh, Friday night. And they just got at home. And you would think it was the Raptors' home game. I mean, they lost 115-83. to And let me, let me throw this uh, question out there uh, for all of you fans. Do, do the Boston Celtics have a leader on that team, on that bench? Is Jason Tatum a leader? If you were watching the game uh, last Friday night, I believe it was, or last Wednesday night, Jason Tatum would, you know, kind of sit on his sit by himself while Jalen Brown and other Marcus Smart and other players are amping up their team. Jason Tatum goes by by himself, sits you know a seat or two over by himself, and, and kind of just like whines, right? Like like you know, ignores everything and and is in his own little world. And it's something to think about that. Maybe, you know, do the Celtics have too many players that are individual players and not team players? And how can that hurt them? Well, we've seen how that can hurt them, not, you know, not, not you know, getting trapped in the playoffs. You go into the playoffs, you play well, and then that's it. You don't, you know, it's, you know, one series and done or two and done. You can never get into the, into the championship. So we'll see what happens as far as the, the Celtics, but... Like I said, do the Celtics have a leader? I don't know. You know, is Jason Tatum a leader? You would think he is, but is he? I don't know. Bill from the car, what's going on? Harrison, enjoying the show as always. Thank you. Um, just want, I want to talk about Patriots. Um, yeah. You got you, you, you to gotta give them credit. They, they did what they were supposed to do yesterday. They blew out the Jets. Yep. Um, I like the running game. I thought the offensive line, uh, they gelled pretty pretty good there. They protected Mac Jones. He didn't seem like he was, um, you know, they were in his face, the defensive line or the linebackers as much. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, I, something I didn't talk about yet is that the offensive line did look good for the Patriots. Um, plus, you couple that with, um, with uh, Harris getting over a hundred yards. That was that was encouraging as well. Yeah, abso- You know, a- absolutely. I thought you know Damian Harris getting that, uh, having a good game, um, you know, was big to the Patriots' success. And I, you know, something to talk about. Something that I know you said before is, um, you know, having that good running game allows for a good passing game. So, and you and you saw it last night, or not last night, but yesterday afternoon. You know, with Damian Harris running the ball, we were able to pass it a little bit more. Uh, you know, when yep. when we're trapped and we can't run the ball, it does nothing for us. It does nothing for us, and it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't open up the passing game, and we need that passing game to be open if we want to win football games. Totally agree with that. Um, the concerning, one of the concerns though that I have is the cornerback uh, opposite J.C. Jackson, uh, Jalen Mills. Yeah, he's terrible. Um, he's terrible. He he is a. Uh, definitely a weak link on on that defense and he is going to be continually picked on um by the other you know by the opposing quarterbacks mark my words they will be targeting him again next week and they need to figure that out um i don't know if they need to um get a better pass rush going or have you know somebody a safety help with McCordy or, or what but um, he's he's definitely a concern oh absolutely absolutely and then you know McCordy also just got hurt too uh, in in yesterday's game oh I didn't see that is he gonna be out this week or I don't I don't know any uh, 
I don't I don't have any updates on him. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I have no idea. Okay. I have no well, idea anyway, what's going on. Encourage, encouraging win, uh, solid win. I'd love to see a victory this week to to really get some confidence going in with the team. Um, by the way, I never heard Belichick like talk so so much after the game. Wasn't that? It was kind of, uh, I don't know, weird to see him speak and, you know, go on and on and on about, you know, elaborate his points and, and things like that. It's usually, you know, one-word answers with him, but um, he must have been happy with um, yeah, I, you know, beating, I think... beating his, his old team there. Right, you know, you're getting the first, you know, his uh, first win of the season at home, I think... You know, Mac Jones, you saw it in Mac Jones. Mac Jones has been, you know, he's very hard on himself and tough on himself. And, you know, seeing Mac Jones yesterday on the field, on the sidelines, a little more jippy, a little more happy was something good to see. So, you know, maybe he, you know, you know, and, and I think that probably makes, um, I, I think that makes him, you know, Belichick probably feel uh, a lot better as well. Yes. All right, well, Harrison, enjoying the show. Keep up the good work, and uh, let's see let's see what we can do next week at the Pats. So hopefully next week we'll be calling in talking about a, a victory. Absolutely. I, I, uh, I, do, I do hope so. It will be big for them. If they, uh, if they can go out there to L.A., beat the Chargers, I think we're in very good shape. I like our chances. Same here. All right, Harrison. Okay, thanks, Bill. Have a good night. Yep. All right, so there's uh, Bill from the car uh, for you. If you want to call in, 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. Have about 18 minutes left here uh, on the show on this rainy, raw Monday uh, here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. Let me go to Matt in Rhode Island. Matt, what's going on, my man? Hey, Harrison. How are you doing today? Doing good. How are you? Cannot complain. Cannot complain. Big opener for Brian Bulldog basketball today. You know, I'm a big fan. Yes. Uh, campus is buzzing a little bit. Nice. Nice. That's fantastic. I mean, big big for you. You know, this is a big year um, in sports in general, I'll say, because in especially college sports, because... Uh, there's fans going to be allowed uh, at the games, and last year you didn't have that, so it's going to be a different atmosphere. Right, and I'll, and I'll be the first to say our school's program has not been one of the best in recent years, and you know, coming off our run last year, where we made it all the way to the conference tournament championship game, um, there, there seems to be a different buzz in the air this year. Where people, kids are actually excited to go to the games, and there's going to be big crowds now. Um, not saying that there weren't last year or the previous year, but this year just definitely seems like there's more of an expectation to win now, which is really good to see. And uh, we'll see where that goes. Um, it's an exhibition to play in a D3 school tonight, but uh, it's better than nothing just to be back in the gym. So, so they're pre. Totally are, are they still pre? They're still preseason, right? Yeah. So okay. They have a preseason game tonight, but it's their only home preseason game, and they don't have a lot of home games either because they have to play at Houston and at Cincinnati and at Clemson. So they, don't, yeah. they only have a couple home games while we're here because then once we go on winter break, right. obviously no one's going to be here. So, right, yep. Uh, people are excited to get in the gym. And I, I, I've, I've been late tuning in, but I assume a lot of people have been talking Pats and Red Sox. But I wanted to, you know, I'm a basketball guy, so I wanted to give my take on the Celtics early on. Yeah, so I don't know um, if you heard my take on the Celtics uh, talking about Jason Tatum and, and do the yep. Celtics have a leader. You know, I talked about seeing uh, seeing Jason Tatum uh, in in a pre in a previous game, kind of just avoiding everybody else on the team, being by himself. And Matt, let me ask you something: Do the Celtics have too many individual guys, and do not have enough team guys? So, so my take early on in the season, um, just from watching the first couple games, is that you're you're right about. It seems as though Tatum is not really a leader by, like on the bench and off the court. It seems like, obviously, he's going to be the leader on the floor because he's the best player on the team. But it seems as though, as if you're right, he kind of almost 
he's almost trying to embrace he's trying to embrace this NBA superstar role already, like he's a Kawhi Leonard or a LeBron James or an Anthony Davis and those types of players already. Right. When he's still trying to make his name, when he's still trying to prove, he should be still trying to prove something through getting, because people say he's a top 20, top 15 player, which I agree with, but if he wants to get into that top 10, top 7 or 8 range, then he really needs to, I think that next step is, you're right, really starting to embrace the leadership role. And in regards to the leader on the team, it's crazy to say, but I think it's Al Horford already. I mean, he's yeah, pretty, he's pretty, he's a vet. He's a veteran, if you will. You know, I mean, right. he's been he's been with the Celtics before. He's back at you know as a Celtic. He knows the organization. You know, he doesn't know much as far as um, you know coaching wise because it's a you know it's a new it's a new coach. But you know, it's he definitely. I mean, he's the old. He has to be the oldest guy on the on the team, right? And so, yeah, that gives him that veteran status, that leadership status. I'm fine with Al Horford, you know, taking that leadership role, you know, being that, you know, being that big man. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, and I think he's a good player to, or a good role model for the young guys like Robert Williams at his position, and even other young guys like Tatum and Brown, just to be there for him and help Brown and Tatum flourish into that leadership role. But back to your question about the individuals. I mean, looking at the first three games, I mean, you, you, you can't really – I can't disagree with you there. I mean, they, they go up against the Knicks. I mean, first game of the season, I guess, it was a terrific game, no less. But, no, great game. Um, great game. Yeah. And they could have won that game. You know, they could have yeah, won. Yeah, they probably right. should have won that game. It went into double overtime, and they they probably got tired, probably gave up, you know? Yeah, I mean, you're definitely right there. And I think your point to the individuals, I mean, that when they get blown out by 30 to the Raptors, there are people, not people, but there's reports already saying that chemistry's not as far along as it should be, which I can't help but just not, I can't just not look at that because if they lose by 30 to a Toronto Raptors team, it's horrendous. Yeah. At home in your home opener when you're to your coach's first home game, I mean, you would think you'd be fired up to play, but they came out flat. What I do, what I do think was good is that they that they came back and they and they won yesterday. You know, you Absolutely. know, coming off of that Absolutely. big loss, um, and you know, here they have they have the Charlotte Hornets tonight uh, in Charlotte. You know, they're they're undefeated. Celtics are one and two. Yep. I mean, and then they have the yep. Wizards for two games this week, one home, one away. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it's very early on, obviously, but I mean the the first signs are not good. I mean, and I don't want to jump to conclusions on this team because it's so early, but I mean, you, we need to see steady improvement. And I think, I think Udoka is a great coach. I think the guys love him is because I'm sure you saw the video in the locker room after the Rockets game last night when they embraced him for his first NBA win. And it was funny what he said. He was just like, yeah, it's about damn time. You guys took too long for it. Uh, so I thought that was cool, but I mean, we'll see. I, I don't doubt you. I don't doubt Udoka. I think he's a good coach. Um, and the fact that Tatum and Brown wanted him is a good thing. But um, I mean, we'll just see. I mean, we, we. I mean, we've had this conversation before with the Marcus Smart thing. I mean, he's he seems there's games where he doesn't. He is a team player, and there's games where he just shoots forty shots and just is awful. So, and that's I mean, what I don't get. I just, you know, Marcus Smart wants to be that guy to shoot the three at the end of the game and 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 be a hero. But you know, you, you know that uh, you know the the saying out there. You're not that guy. He's not that. He's not yeah. that guy. Play defense, Marcus nope. Smart. Play defense. Yep. Don't try and be the hero shooting the three at the end of the game. Yeah, and I think I think that go back goes back to your point too about they don't. It seems like they don't really know their roles yet. I don't even know if it's so much individualism. It might just be that they don't know their roles yet. They're trying to figure out who, what role is they going to fit in because, I mean, Josh Richardson to be the guy who comes off the bench and shoots threes and plays defense, and then Marcus Smart, like you said, should be the facilitator of the ball, pass the ball to Smart and Brown, or to Brown and Tatum and make plays, and then shoot the open three when you have it. But like you said, don't shoot ten threes a game and just tuck up shots. Right. So, I mean, it, I think it's, this team just needs to find their mold and find what role is going to make them win the most games. Maybe not what's going to get them the most stats, make, make them win the most games. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. We, you know, and, and again, it's you know, it's the fourth game tonight. It's way early in the season to, I don't know, even talk about anything, speculate anything. Right. But it's just, it's not the start that we wanted. It's not the start yeah. that we wanted, and it's you know and that it, it that, doesn't help. 
Yeah. Correct. And yep. It doesn't help that Brown's got knee tendonitis in the third game of the season. I mean, who would have thought he'd be out the first two games or two of the next three games with knee tendonitis? So. Right. And he just so came we'll off see. of COVID too, I think. Right. Him and right. Uh, him and Horford. Exactly. And I think yep. Horford is exactly. out. Horford is. Uh, they're on the injury report. Yeah. I don't know if they're. If he's. I think it's for rest. Okay. Well, well, I think they listed it as some some other injury, but from what I read online, I think they're just they're doing it because they don't want him playing back to backs, which is understandable. Gotcha. Yep. Um, but I think I think I think he's been great um, on the court and off the court, like I said. So we'll see. Um, it's early on, like you said. Whole, I got faith that they'll uh, they'll pull it together and string along a couple wins here because, like, I mean, the East is relative. It's it's deep, but it's not as insurmountable as it was last year I feel like because the, the Philly doesn't have Ben Simmons anymore or you don't think they're going to have him and who knows if that's a plus or a minus honestly but right and the Brooklyn Nets don't have don't have Kyrie so and then right. the Bucks and the Bucks and they're good but right I mean, I mean it, it's there I mean it's there we'll see absolutely but, uh, I'm excited to see it but uh yeah I appreciate you taking my call uh, it was a good yesterday for Boston sports at least not so much earlier on the weekend but absolutely um Yep. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Great show as always. All right. Thanks, Matt. Have fun tonight at the game. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right. So there's uh, Matt from uh, Rhode Island there uh, for you, talking a little college basketball uh, and having fans uh, and students back in the uh, crowds uh, this year, at least uh, in this area, uh, in uh, the NEC. Uh, so he he'll he'll be there uh, tonight uh, cheering on the Bryant uh, Bulldogs in their uh, first home expedition game before they uh, get going a uh, few weeks into uh, November uh, with the start of uh, with the start of their season. So here we have a little less than uh, nine minutes left here on the show today on this rainy raw Monday nine seven eight three zero one six eight seven seven. That's 978-301-6877. You're listening to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. All righty, so uh, the last and, and final team that uh, you know we have to uh, talk about here on the show, we've hit uh, the Red Sox, did the Patriots, did the Celtics. What do you have left? I'll let, I'll, I'll let you answer that. It's the Boston Bruins. Uh, they started their season off better. You know, they have a better record than the uh, than the Celtics. That's for sure. That's for sure. They uh, they won their first game of the year uh, at home, three to one against the Stars. Lost to the Flyers six three, but then came back and uh, and beat the Buffalo Sabers four to one and beat the San Jose Sharks yesterday uh, four to three. They'll play the Panthers on Wednesday. Uh, and then play the Hurricanes uh, right away again on uh, Thursday. Panthers again Saturday. Uh, and then they'll have, uh, like I said in my opener, about five days off, not playing again uh, until Thursday at home against uh, the Red Wings. So anyways, uh, you know, that's that's pretty much the Bruins. They're in pretty good shape. Uh, lots of talk, uh, on the goalie end of things and, you know, who, you know, who's, who's going to be the, you know, what's, what's happening with, uh, Tuka Rask, Jeremy Swayman, um, you know, there's lots to, lots to talk about and uh, I think, uh, some decisions to be made, if you will, um, uh, as far as the as far as the Bruins are concerned, and and of course you know with the goalie uh, Linus on Mark, I definitely didn't say that right, but we'll go with it. Uh, so it'll be interesting uh, to see what happens as far as the Bruins go. But you know they're off to a good start. Uh, you know in the season uh, with a three and uh, one record, winning record is obviously always good. Uh, but listen, it seems like the Bruins always start off good, always start off strong. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, uh, you know, I, I, I'd say last year was a pretty disappointed year uh, and where they where they ended up uh, ending. I thought they should have gone further than than what they did, but you know that is what it is. Can't really do uh, can't really do much much about that. Uh, <clears throat> looking now, looking at the week ahead. 
We have the uh, the World Series, MLB World Series, uh, starting up tomorrow night in Houston. It's the Houston uh, Astros versus the Atlanta Braves after Houston uh, beat the Red Sox 3-2. Going on a little bit of a winning streak against them, winning games uh, 4, 5, and 6. Uh, two, obviously, here in Boston, which really ripped the hearts uh, out of lots of Red Sox fans. And then, uh, of course, as far as the Braves are concerned, I think Braves fans were probably a little nervous after uh, the Dodgers kind of, you know, came back from uh, from being down 2-0, winning, uh, winning two out of three games uh, at home against, the, you know, at home there. Uh, and then, you know, uh, the Braves obviously uh, winning one, uh, winning game four, the middle of the two, uh, middle of the three games. Uh, out there in LA uh, to force it to go back to um, excuse me to go back to uh, what you call it to go back to uh, Atlanta uh, for game six in which the uh, in which the Braves obviously won to set up this date uh, of a World Series between the Houston Astros and Atlanta Braves again starting up uh, tomorrow night in Houston with games one and two, Tuesday and Wednesday, going to Atlanta for games three and four, Friday and Saturday, and if needed, a game five Sunday, and like I said in the beginning, games six and seven have not been set in stone yet, but will most likely be back in Houston next Tuesday and Wednesday if they are needed. Uh, as far as the Celtics are concerned, looking at the you know week ahead, uh, again, take on the Charlotte Hornets tonight in Charlotte. Go home Wednesday against the Wizards. Then they're in Washington Friday night, or excuse me, Saturday uh, evening at 5 o'clock against the Wizards and will play the Chicago Bulls at home next Monday. Uh, And touching right back up, um, you know, just on the Bruins, uh, you know, they have the Florida Panthers Wednesday night in Florida, Carolina Hurricanes Thursday night in North Carolina, and then we'll play the Panthers again Saturday at home before they go on that five-day rest uh, not playing until uh, Thursday. Uh, again, uh, touching up here uh, on the NFL um, uh, tonight uh, on Monday night uh, football. It's going to be the New Orleans Saints and the Seattle Seahawks. Probably not going to be a good game. Saints should Saints should win that one pretty easily, I think. Uh, and then on Thursday night football this week, it's going to be the Arizona Cardinals versus the Green Bay Packers, which should be a good game. Uh, and again, you know, just to follow this news happening this week with uh, another quarterback position opening with Zach Wilson being out two to four weeks now with the Jets, uh, you know, does Cam Newton's chances uh, getting signed uh, increase having another, you know, having that other opening available? Uh, obviously, he got vaccinated, so that helps him out, uh, if anything. So we'll see about that. Uh, and then the obviously the other uh, quarterback talk uh, that's going on in the NFL is uh, Deshaun Watson, and uh, basically the ball's in his court. He has a no trade clause, so he can he can decide if he wants to change that. He said he'll be open to um, you know going uh, going you know somewhere else, uh, and just you know early speculation says that there might be a three way deal or trade, if you will, between the Houston Texans, Carolina Panthers, uh, and Miami uh, Dolphins. Uh, Merrimack, uh, Merrimack Hockey will take on UMass Amherst this weekend for a two-game series at home at Merrimack Friday night, and then we'll travel to UMass Saturday night for Game 2 of the series. Uh, and then Merrimack College Football will be home this weekend also against Central Connecticut State at 1 o'clock on Saturday uh, coming off of a bye week this past week, so coming off of uh, plenty of rest. And then obviously the uh, Patriots will be traveling to L.A. across the country uh, to play the Los Angeles uh, Chargers. I will be uh, in attendance uh, attendance there uh, out in L.A., uh, so I will, uh, I'm will. i excited to uh, to see the stadium out there. Um and and have a have a good time and and enjoy that uh, and enjoy that game. Um, so speaking of that, I'll be coming home Monday, so there'll be no show next Monday. I'll uh, I'm gonna push it to Tuesday at uh, five o'clock, November second at five o'clock. Uh, I'll be on, not 
next Monday. I'll send a tweet out uh, to all my uh, listeners and followers uh, in case you forget. So as always, I'd like to thank everybody, all my listeners, all my callers, everybody uh, that supports me week in and week out. I wouldn't be who I am without you, and this show wouldn't be what it is without you. As always, you can uh, follow me for uh, week-to-week hourly updates on Twitter, HarrisonChase5. That's HarrisonChase5 on Twitter. Have a great week, everybody. Stay safe. Stay dry. It's not going to be a pretty week. So stay safe and stay dry. Don't forget that uh, rain jacket and uh, umbrella. That's going to do it uh, for me here today uh, on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. Good night, everyone, and have a great and safe week. You've been listening to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, Mondays at 5, only on Methuen Community Studios.